We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hello lovers, welcome to Unveiled. I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And we're here to spill the tea on the big wide world of weddings. Get ready for love stories, epic fails, and enough gossip to make your grandma blush. Whether you're planning or just here for the laughs, this is Unveiled. 90% love, 10% chaos, and 100% good vibes. Let's dive in. Episode three. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Lois. How are you? Sick as a dog. Yes. You sound like you're whole, you're pinching your nose underwater. Getting it's getting getting up. through it though. I think <laughs> the worst is done. Yeah, sure. You and Huddy just plague at the moment. Super excited about our episode today. Got a real wedding interview. One of your couples. Yeah, Ruby, who married Jake at Redleaf, but they actually did an interstate planning job. So they are based out of Brisbane and they got married at Redleaf, which is in Wollombi, just out of the Hunter Valley. Before we dive in, I just wanted to chat about a, I just feel like it's a bit of a topic that has come up in both this interview and also with our last interview with Heidi Mm -hmm. and it's around social media. And I don't know, like I put up a poll the other week, so I feel like people are kind of feeling this whole social media impact on weddings at the moment. Yeah. Whether it's because, I mean, who knows, but I just wanted to share the stats to start with. So the stats read, the question was, how does social media affect you? Uh, affect how you feel about your own wedding day? 10% said it makes me excited. 27% said it's the best source of inspo. 31% said I find it overwhelming with all the options. And 32% said it sets unrealistic standards. Mm. So, look, the majority are kind of, I sense, feeling it a little bit negatively, which is sad. Yeah, it's the double-edged sword, isn't it? You go on there to search for inspiration, but then you leave feeling like, oh, shit, my wedding's not enough and it's all too overwhelming. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, I thought we could just discuss a few pointers that people could take on board uh, or not but to kind of just separate themselves from the disheartening side of social Mm. media and it's funny because once upon a time I would have felt that it was kind of just Instagram but now there's TikTok as well which I feel like is just oh the young kids yeah (laughs) you're not the young kids I know well I'm on TikTok I don't use it because I still don't really understand how I can make it work but anyway Outside of that, I'm just going to read you a few that I thought of and you can either argue it or agree with it. Okay. Probably argue it, knowing (laughs) you. But my first one was giving yourself a time limit. Yeah. So I feel like this is probably, I mean, I personally find this is a very beneficial way to use social media because if you spend too much time on it, it's in your face too often 
And you can literally, you set up something on my phone. Did you actually have a timeout? Yeah. If, if I'm start yeah. using Instagram too much, it literally says you have, you're, you've reached your limit. <laughs> you've reached yeah. your limit. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, setting up those kind of things on your phone where it's just like, you know, that you have an hour, you know, whether it's a every day per week or if it's every second or third day, but and, and it's either allocated at a time slot or throughout the day up to you but I think the less that it's in your face the less you're going to feel overwhelmed by Mm. what you're seeing and the wedding space is a huge space it's like once you search one thing it's like those fucking cookies just send it left right and center Mm. honestly all the time so yeah that would be my first point is just limiting your time Use it to connect with vendors and suppliers that you love. And once you've booked those people, unfollow the rest. I know that that's probably going to piss some people within this industry off if they do listen to it. But I just think that is key because it's like if you've booked a photographer, but then you follow about 10 others, Mm. it's like you're just going to constantly be in this like limbo land of have I made the right decision? Yeah, Do you agree? I, I agree to a certain extent. You know, there's been times where I've been sent inspiration from couples that it's uh, sourced by other photographers and yeah. I, I don't mind that. Okay. But, you know, it depends how... Look, I think that's always going to happen, but I'm more just saying to decrease this sense of anxiety that yes. you haven't made the right decision or yep. you're looking at something better from someone else. Yeah. I just think it's a really simple way it doesn't mean you can't access other photographers' mm. portfolios work. or yep. work, exactly. Yep. But I think it's just, it just removes that, oh my God, have I made the right choice? And if you really are unsure about making the right choice, if you haven't made the right choice, you can go back on it, but it's, you know, is it going to be worth that in the long run? Mm. And it's also kind of second guessing your gut, which, you know, you shouldn't do. I don't believe. Bookmarking as a means of inspo, but not necessarily to replicate. Yes. I, I'm glad you said this one because I find this feature really useful. Yeah. So so I find some inspiration. Do save you even it. know how to use it? Well, I do. Now you told me. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, yeah. So, I think yeah, that's, using save. That's usually one. That would be a main thing to do for yeah. couples looking to source inspo for their wedding you yeah. just save it and you can, i think you can create a little you can you can create little boards yeah. so it's kind of like a pinch really within good the gram which yeah. is great so i think that's a really good way of doing it but again it's just sort of drawing the line of like okay this is i love these flowers in this image rather than like i have to have that stylist and if i don't have that stylist mm. then i'm not or florist i'm not going to get that thing so it's like if you can't afford to take on a really expensive florist for your day, but you've seen something by a really expensive florist, it's just saving it and going, I love this color palette or I love these flowers. How can I bring that to my wedding rather than it's just too far out of reach? Yeah. I think this is something that I took on when we were planning our wedding, but I, but just setting a core intention that you, that brings yourself back every time you feel overwhelmed. So like my core thing was making sure 
we had the best time, our guests had a beautiful experience and that it was it had yummy food and we had yummy drinks and mm. the alcohol didn't run out. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, on that as well, like we, we often get asked what makes a good wedding and honestly, the people make the wedding. So mm. you could see this half a million dollar wedding on Instagram, but for all you know, they could have had a shit time at that and wedding. That's, so that's it's like next point you seriously was. could get married in the backyard yep. and have a hell party and everyone is in the best vibes ever. That's what makes a great wedding. Yeah, and like, that's I did write that at the end too it's like instagram is remembering that social media is the highlights you know i feel like it's getting better in terms of sort of people are showing behind the scenes and raw images and iphone images and stuff that actually you can tell that was just created in that moment i think it's getting better but the thing with the wedding space is it's still quite polished and what you see are still quite polished beautiful images and videos mm. So, yeah, I think it's just remembering that people are reflecting the highlights and what you may see may not be the entirety of it. Yeah, and going back on some of our previous episodes, you can really enjoy the wedding plan. I know Hannah Hollis, when she was on one of our episodes, mm. she discussed getting a glass of wine and sitting down with your partner at night and just setting aside an hour and just be like, all right, this is, this is wedding time now and just yeah. don't let it consume your whole life yes. because there's other things. And yes, just like in this episode, you don't want to, you know, get to the end of the wedding and then fall off a cliff because it's all over. You know, you want to, <laughs> not that that happens, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, like Such an intense you, <laughs> you want, you don't want to, the whole wedding process to consume your whole life. You want to enjoy it and look back and reflect on what an enjoyable time it was, not that it was so Yeah, difficult. but there's no denying that it is going to be... Yes, for a lot of people, consuming. it's going to be the best day and the biggest day of your whole life. So yeah. I completely understand that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's just set, setting the boundaries with your, with your partner and actually enjoying it. Yeah, and my last point was just being honest with what truly represents you both as a couple i think that is another key it's like you know while you might see something that looks amazing on social media if you really pair it back and ask yourself is, is this, this something that's really important to us yes. and is this us and if the answer's no guys don't include it it's because you're literally just going to be looking at it on the day going Okay, that's cool, but it cost me a lot of money and it doesn't really represent us at all. So that I think going back to what I said before about having just a core message and a core intention that you either put in your notes or write on the wall during your planning that you can just come back to and be like, does this represent us as a couple? Is this going to make my day better? And if the answer is yes, you can find a way to do it. If the answer is no, separate yourself from it, appreciate what it looks like at the time and what it did for that couple that had it. But just know that like, it's not going to probably make a difference if you do or don't have it. I hope those, how did I do Eddie? Great. I forgot we're even recording now. So we are just going on a huge tangent yeah. before this episode, but that's. The main reason for this conversation is that I actually found it quite sad and heartbreaking that so many people out there were feeling disheartened by what their wedding feels like it's going to be versus what they feel like it needs to be. And I think the, I just want to scream it from the rooftops that your day is going to be beautiful if you just stay 
in the mindset of what is important to us and what is the most important thing that we want to feel and create for us and our beautiful friends and family on the wedding day. So hopefully there are some pointers that might just give you a hand. Anyway, let's get into today's interview with Ruby. Super excited to relive this day. So let's dive in. All right, Rubes, take us back to the start and how you and Jakey met. So it's actually a really funny story. We met nearly 10 years ago, which is crazy. We were both traveling on separate trips and we ended up meeting in Canada. So we were on gap years. I went over and I was coming to the end of my, I guess, my trip. And then I think maybe like on the second last night before I was like literally about to book a flight home, I met a group of boys from Brisbane in my hostel and ended up having a really good time with them. They were legends. They were actually visiting two of their mates from Brisbane who were living in Banff at the time. So they were visiting them for the snow season. And yeah, the next night it was Jake who they were visiting. So he came out with us and I met him that night and I guess the rest was kind of history. (laughs) It's so so wild when those sort of things happen too because it's like on the other side of the world and you're both from the same place. It's literally crazy. Like, I mean, we, so I was from, like, he's obviously from Brizzy. I'm from Sydney. So, like, we were long distancing for a while as well, like, post sort of returning back to Australia. And then I ended up moving to Brisbane, like, very, very quickly. Um, And, yeah, I've been here, like, for nearly, like, 10 years, which is just crazy. Do you love it there? I love Bris Vegas. Don't want to get me started on Come on, sell it to us, sell it to us. What are we missing? Oh, honestly, no traffic. You can get anywhere in where you want to be in like 15 minutes. Way more bang for your buck when you're looking at rentals and buying. Um, I think everyone's feeling that right now. A hundred percent. And the food scene, it's up and coming up here. Yeah, fully. It's Olympics coming up there, isn't it? In about 10 years or something. (laughs) Exactly. Nice. Well, moving on. So you and Jake got married at the European Infused Venue at Redleaf in Mumbai. I'm sure a lot of listeners would have come across this venue before. It's amazing. But what, what made you choose this one? So we, funnily enough, we actually booked Redleaf sight unseen. So we got engaged in 2021 and at the time it was when the lockdowns were still in place between all interstate travel so we couldn't travel down to New South Wales and vice versa so it was at a time I guess where we were like we want to start planning our wedding but like we can't actually go anywhere because we didn't really want to get married in Queensland we didn't really feel like there were any venues sort of up here that kind of aligned with what we were looking for. And I guess kind of on that, you know, we like in in an ideal world, I would say like we would have loved to, you know, have gotten married in Europe, but, you know, we wanted things to be super easy for our guests. We wanted everybody to be there. And as well, I'm lucky enough to still have both my grandparents with us. So if we were going to be having an overseas wedding, that would probably eliminate them from the party. So there were a few factors, I guess, sort of that fell into place with that. So 
we had to kind of park the overseas idea. And I mean, at the time as well, COVID was just such a thing. So, I mean, it was just, yeah, probably couldn't have even seen that happening anyway. But yeah, I guess with Redleaf, I remember finding it on Instagram. I actually hadn't really seen it before. And I feel like it was also like at a time where Redleaf probably wasn't as popular as it is now. Like, I feel like it's definitely sort of, you know, grown, you know, mm. as a venue over the last few years. And I feel like I see it so much. Like, Same. obviously, it's in such an incredible venue. Like, it makes sense. But I do feel like at the time, hadn't really seen, like, many weddings there. Mm. Um, and I remember seeing, like, this video on Insta and it was, like, a drone video, like, aerial shot of the property the villa and like the like the scenery of the mountains and I was like oh my god like this is this is as close as we're probably going to get to to Europe and yeah we kind of instantly just fell in love with it like we actually didn't even look at any other venues. Amazing did you get anyone from Sydney to go and have a look for you or was it just like nah we're, we're sold? We actually did. So mum and dad went and did a little site visit for us. We got them to go down and just kind of do a little walk through themselves, like get a feel for it. I kind of feel like regardless of their feedback, I was so set on it. I mm. probably would have fucked it anyway. Um, but, you know, for them to, you know, walk away from it and they're like, that was, you know, pretty spectacular. Like it, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, that obviously made us, you know, feel at ease. But I feel like so many people would book Redleaf, you know, interstate, overseas. You know, it's definitely a venue that if anything, I felt like when we did see it for the first time in person, we were like, wow, it's even better in real life. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like since they've put that concrete slab yep. down, it's really elevated that sort of area as well. A hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. very much a purpose built wedding venue now. Like it was, it was probably originally just accommodation there. Mm. Could be wrong, but it yep. was just two yep. houses and now it's, it's very much a, it's a fit for purpose wedding yeah, venue. Definitely. For sure. So for you guys, Rubes, what was the most important thing in regards to your wedding day? Yeah, I feel like Jake and I, luckily, like we are very much the same person with most things. So we were pretty much on the same page with, you know, what we wanted, what was going to be important and yet yeah, what our vision was. And I guess, we wanted our guests to, yeah, walk away from the wedding being like, wow, like that was incredible, like walking away feeling like they had like such a good time. But also as well, like we really wanted our wedding to be different, but I guess different without being too crazy. I feel like there's so, so many ideas and like there's so many weddings these days and there's so much content mm. um, available like Insta is crazy, like let alone like Pinterest, TikTok, like there's just so much content and I feel like it can be easy it can be easy to kind of get lost in that. Um, and we felt like we really wanted to do something that was going to have a point of difference, whether that was, you know, the experience, like visually, just anything that we could sort of add to the weekend, like we wanted it to be different than, you know, to any other wedding that anyone had been to. Yeah, well, I think there's because I you, obviously from Aaron, you can look at stats and insights on your posts, and I know that I've had a lot of a lot of upcoming couples say to me about your wedding and your dress and the styling and everything. It's it yeah, it was a big one. 
because it was quite different and it had a lot of elements in it that were quite unique and but very much it just all ties in really beautifully together. Moving on to the next question, we always like to hear and it's useful for the listeners to get an understanding of some of the difficult parts that you guys found in the wedding planning process. So did you stumble across anything at all and how did you sort of overcome these? Yeah, there definitely were a few moments of difficulty where we were like, oh my God, like this, like this is hard. I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, literally. But we were obviously, as you know, Lace, we were lucky enough to have, you know, a wedding planner and coordinator for us who very much took, you know, out a lot of the legwork and the hard work for us. So, you know, 110% like would not have been able to, you know, do what we did without having that support. But I guess, for us like being interstate we kind of felt like we didn't really have I guess I guess a real grip on the market in New South Wales when it came to vendors and suppliers like we didn't really know who was who versus sort of if we were in Queensland we kind of felt like we might have you know had a bit better understanding of who to go to but again you know that's why we had a planner who was based in New South Wales. Outside of that I feel like because people, again, were traveling, I found it quite difficult to, I had. I felt like I had to chase up people a lot. I love my friends, love my family, but I feel like it's one of those things where you feel like, you know, you, obviously to yourself, like your wedding at the time in the planning moment, it's like, it's the be all and end all, like nothing else matters. That's all you think about. And you kind of forget that other people are not as invested as you. So I felt like I would send out, you know, comms or like the RSVP dates would be coming through and I'd be like, oh, my God, like these people haven't responded. Like they need to respond. Like I felt like I was constantly kind of having to chase people up. So I found that hard, but it was more so because I wanted people to have their accommodation booked, to have, you know, flights booked. Like I wanted it to be just really I guess organized yeah Yeah. and just so on that how did you did you send comms out was it like via email there's a few platforms like how did you how were you corresponding with guests yeah we had a website which I found to be super helpful like you know there's so many different um, structures as you guys would know like with the websites and what you can put on there I felt like that was super easy so we did send out hard copy invites like that was a non-negotiable for me like I wanted to have you know beautiful invites go out I wanted people to touch and feel and you know be excited that way but I guess on the invite we obviously had the wedding link so to the website so they could jump on it had everything on there that they needed it had you know hotel suggestions RSVP dietaries like it was a one-stop place yeah Um, yeah and then obviously like through that platform everyone puts in their emails so I felt like you could you know very much easily blast out like a group comms yeah. kind of structure yeah awesome yeah and for the for the people listening it's that is a really good way to send out communication is to your guests free? I think there, there are free platforms your personal website you might have had to pay a small fee right Rubes or yeah I think you can there are free versions but we did pay for ours and I think it you pay like monthly so okay. yeah I think it was like 20 bucks a month if that yeah that's yeah. good to know but all the info is in one place so it can't get lost 100 is good yeah so in terms of photography I just wanted to ask there's a huge rise in film photography in the wedding space at the moment there has been for quite a bit now but we're finding 
that it's only getting more and more popular. You guys chose to tie this into your photo package. What do you feel like film brings that digital doesn't to your final gallery? Yeah, I feel like we really wanted the film component because I feel like it's just such a raw moment versus digital. I don't know whether that makes sense or, you know, you kind of get what I mean by that, but I feel like, I don't know, the film, it's just such a different vibe of photo, I feel, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it really just sort of captures that moment like there's no like that was it yes. if that makes sense yeah yeah that's and that's how I tend to explain it to it's like a real authentic feeling yeah. that you just know yeah. hasn't been yeah and it's nice been, that it yeah, yeah, hasn't been, been edited and it's it's unstructured too so you might take the shot and it's not exactly how you're intending yeah, to but you're presently bit, yeah. surprised with the final result yeah sometimes it's a hundred percent more creative a bit more creative, thanks, Eddie. Yeah, I was actually—I I was just looking at, at your film the gallery, and I was looking enough. at Lucy. I was like, "Oh, nice! These are pretty decent." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, you let's dive into your amazing coordinator and wedding planner, yeah. Lace and mm-hmm. Doug, yeah. from the company of Place of LB. Yeah, once known as so, LB Styling. Yes. Yeah. So. Lace was incredible, like, and and Doug as well. Like, they are just so awesome at what they do. Like, as I said before, like, the wedding just would not have been what it was without Lace and her eye and her brain just for everything creative. I remember, like, when I was looking for a planner. So we had actually, so we booked Redleaf without engaging a wedding planner. And I was like, so so excited to start the planning process myself I was like I love planning events like birthdays like this is you know this is like the ultimate I've been waiting in the wing like this is my time to shine like I'm ready to start planning (laughs) Um, and then I remember like I think I did like maybe like a few days of you know trying to find catering quotes and I just remember being like this is like a full-time job. This like, is fucked. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was like, this is like, yeah, this is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like, I was like, I can do this, but I can't work full-time as well. Like this is like a full-time job. And I obviously like with Redleaf, you know, being the venue that it is that you have to bring in everything as well. Like as you know, like it's, it's full DIY. I feel like I was way just like, you know, just way out of my debt. And I was like, I can't do this. So I actually had met with two wedding planners prior to actually even finding Lace. And I remember talking to them, it was by Zoom. And I just remember like from both of them, I just felt really deflated because I felt like they didn't quite get my vision. Like some of the ideas, they were kind of like, oh, maybe like, I was like, I just like, I can't find anyone who like understands what I want. And then I remember seeing on Instagram, there was, I think it was on the Red League Insta, uh, a wedding that Lace had done. And I remember looking at the photos and I was like, oh my God, like who, who has done this? And I remember finding her on Insta and I messaged her straight away and I was just like, I need you. <laughs> and then we, yeah, we had a Zoom and literally like from the Zoom, like the first Zoom, I was like, yeah, like I just felt like, lace got it and like she 110% like 
executed the brief. Like it was unreal. She's so fucking cool too. Actually, her and Doug, they're just a cool couple. Like you look oh at them my and you're God. just like, I want to be you. <laughs> Literally, Jake and I throughout like the whole time we were like, can we Crushing. please still be friends afterwards? <laughs> yeah. Like you guys are just so cool. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Rubes, can you just talk us through, because your vision was quite, as I said early, earlier, it was quite unique. You had some really cool different elements in there. Yeah. What was the brief yeah. that you gave Lace? Yeah, it's a good question because I was tr- I'm trying to remember what my brief would have been. I re- remember probably saying to her, I want it to be fun and different. I picture the guests getting off the bus and, you know, there's Italian singers with accordions greeting them and there's just, you know, things happening everywhere. And she was like, yep, I get it. Like, I understand. And I was like, amazing. Like, (laughs) great. great. (laughs) Um, But I think as well, like, when we were chatting about, you know, the, I guess, the theme and the vision, it was kind of like, I felt like I was constantly kind of torn personally between, like, keeping things, like, really sort of safe classic you know refined and you know kind of you know going with safe options versus kind of like going with my gut and being like well I want disco balls like but how can we make it not a disco ball but Mm -hmm. still have that concept like and that was where lace I guess really I guess added value to us because you know she was able to take you know basic concepts like the disco ball you know and make it you know different you know for example we obviously had the little disco structures on the table that were like little disco mushrooms and then we had like the mirror massive mirror candle holders like I those they were so cool and I feel like you know that was just straight from like wanting disco balls you know hanging from you know the top of the marquee making it something a bit different unique but still having you know at, at the core of it like that you know, what we wanted. Yeah, love it. I also wanted to mention the beautiful little, I think you made them actually from what someone said to me, but the little boxes that you had on the reception tables that were really gorgeously designed. And when you guys entered the reception, they were full of petals so everyone could throw them. Was that right? Yeah, so they... But I would love to say that I, I made them. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to um, say, I don't know who would have had time to do it. <laughs> um, no, so they were they were designed um, by a graphic designer in Sydney that Lace had recommended. So he put them all together for us. And I remember Lace sending a photo, like, in the lead up, like, a couple of days before the wedding. She, like, sent us this photo of her kitchen table with, like, her and Doug folding all of these like Rubik's cube boxes and their kitchen tables just like covered in these like cubes. I'll have to send you the photo. It's so good. That's Um, so cool. But yeah, it had our menu on it. So that was basically, I guess, yes, that was the menu. So it was kind of, you know, something a bit different than having like, you know, just like your flat menu. Like we we wanted it to be a bit different. It was the cube, it had the checkers on it. Like, yeah, it it kind of tied into the other visuals that we had, I guess, throughout the day. Really cool, Rubes. And I think just to summarize that, I just think, you know, if people are, if couples are looking to take on a wedding planner, a coordinator, a stylist, whichever, it's just about like exactly what you said. It's just about finding someone that can resonate with your vision because I think that's super important in the lead up but also on the day it just means that you can completely relax 
And I think that is one of the most important things. So a hundred percent, I completely agree. Like there was times where I was just like, like she's got it. Like I don't need to worry. Like she's got it. She was a, they were both a really cool, calm energy on the day too. So that's, that's great. Yeah. So for all these awesome ideas that you had, what was the primary resource you used to engage your team of vendors? So when we met with Lace and obviously gave her the brief, she basically put together for each category her recommendations to look through for each category. And then we were going to reconvene, I guess, with our thoughts on them and then any other vendors that, you know, we had found as well. And it was really cool because there was actually a couple that were listed that I'd actually already kind of flagged. So I was like, okay, we're on the right track here. Um, But yeah, definitely like outside of obviously any recommendations that we had, like I found like Instagram for sure. Like that was where every, all of the pages, like that's what I was, I guess, kind of using as my, my inspo, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Insta, it always comes sort of back to Insta, doesn't it? Yeah, and just I'm, I'm curious because you used, uh, you had your wedding at a venue that is in high demand. How far out did you need to book that one? You were in April, so it's a fairly popular month. Yeah, so we, I would say it was probably 18 months out. So, yeah, as I said at the start, like we were kind of torn between, you know, waiting to you know for the the lockdown to to lift to go and see it but then we were like we don't know when that's going to be so we can't just not book it and I remember like looking at the red leaf calendar online and we were adamant we didn't want like a winter wedding like we did want it to be like either like a summer spring autumn kind of feel so there was like one weekend in April and it was the last one we were like we'll take it (laughs) April we've always raved about April haven't we Ed we love April it's a gorgeous month to get married so talk us through your beautiful Christine Nicole bridal <laughs> gown. Oh, it's so amazing. This feathered detail, just deliciousness. It was so gorgeous. Yep. So how did the, you it, <laughs> how did how did you get to these robes? Yeah, I was gonna say the infamous feathers. The um, infamous feathers. They're yeah. they're amazing. It's it's interesting because like going into like the wedding dress search, I probably didn't do myself any favors because I didn't know what I wanted. And it's funny because like I never wear strapless dresses. So for me to have chosen that strapless dress, it's just so unlike me. Um, But I remember like going through the process. I reckon I went to like 20 bridal stores like throughout Brisbane and Sydney. Like I just couldn't find anything like and I didn't know what I wanted. So it just wasn't working and I remember going to one of the last places in Sydney that I went to and they were like well you know to, you know for production like we need to know like now like what you want to do and I remember going back to Brizzy for the weekends to kind of sit on it and I was like I guess like I'll choose one of these like I like I didn't love it but I was mm. like I felt like I had to because I was running out of time and then I remember on Insta yeah, the, the feathers popped up on Christy Nicole's Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is me in a dress. Like, I need to go and try this. Like, I can't, couldn't, like, rest easy until I had, like, gone and seen it, tried it on. And if it was a yes, amazing. If it was a no, then I would be like, okay, I'll just get the other one. Mm. Um, and I remember I literally, like, checked when she had appointments and I booked it in and then booked a flight. I think I went down for the day. I think my mom or one of my best friends met me there and I put it on and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, 
bury me in this. Like it was such a, like I put it on, I was like, I had that moment. I was getting worried because I wasn't getting that with anything else that I tried, but I was like, I'm running out of time. Yeah. I know it's, it's kind of hard too. Cause you start feeling the pressure a bit of like, Oh my God, I actually have to choose. And I'm now getting the pressure from boot, like yeah. bridal designers and boutiques that I have to choose right now. Yeah. 100%. So it's a lot. And- it's like the dress that I was going to go with, like when I show people, it's literally like chalk and cheese. Like it was very like just quite sleek, plain, like off the shoulder, like very just completely the opposite to the feathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel well, like Lou Sweater had a very good time photographing that feather dress. Yeah, it was, it was like a field, <laughs> field day. The light would catch the feathers and it would just look so cool. And were there any special touches that you added to your day to make it extra memorable? Yeah, I think there definitely were a few. Like we did a first look, which we were actually – I think that was maybe the one thing that Jake and I didn't agree on at the start. I was against it. He really wanted to do it. And I'm so glad we did the first look. Like it was such a special moment, not only for Jake and I, but also for our bridal party. Like I felt like it was just, yeah, it was just an incredible moment to walk down the stairs and Jake, you know, was there and he turned around and the bridal party were watching. Like it was just such a, like a really special moment for us to do the first look. Outside of that, like, we had, as I mentioned, like, we had, you know, the Italian singers that surprised, as a surprise for our guests after the ceremony. So I feel like that was just such, like, a fun addition to the day. And I feel like it was something that no one was kind of expecting either. They so were that was really so fun. cute too. That was so... They were, the best. they were amazing and they were such a vibe. They brought such a vibe. Like, they yeah. just kind of kept that excitement going and lifted and it was they were just this cute little duo Eddie one was like how old was the one of the, the singer rubes like honestly he was tiny and he I had know, the voice Tony. of a bloody angel he was great <laughs> Tony that's right they no, were amazing it was so good like I felt like it really tied in with the venue like we wanted that feel of you know being transported somewhere that wasn't you know, Hunter Valley, like, and I guess sort of adding that, you know, was definitely part of that touch. So, yeah, and then obviously we had a, you know, a recovery day the next day as well and we brought everyone back. So that was, yeah, probably another massive sort of touch to the weekend for us. Love it. Did you guys have a favourite moment? I think for me, I think Jake and I have different ones, but mine definitely was after the ceremony, walking back through the pines Mm. um, to the house because it was quite staggered we were able to look back on the pines and still see all of our guests walking you know through the pines as well and it was just like such a beautiful moment like I remember looking back and just being like oh my god like that just happened and you could like those pines at Redleaf are stunning um yeah so yeah, that was definitely a massive, yeah, favourite And the fact that you've got all your favourite people all in that one place going through the pines, it's real of a, it's a real sort of pinch me moment, yeah, isn't it? You've really got cool. everyone there. 100%, 100%. My friend has a photo, like, just off her iPhone of them, like, walking through it, and it's just incredible. Like, those, like, it's just such an unreal moment, like, being in, in amongst that. Yep. And if you could go back, is there anything you would do differently? I don't think so. Like... 
we reflect on the day and we're like, we loved everything. There was not a moment or anything we would have changed. Like it was exactly what we wanted. Oh, come the on, only come thing. on, something. <laughs> I need something. No. That was pretty unreal. <laughs> the only thing that I like probably stands out to me the most is, I guess, potentially being a bit more researched at the start. I feel like we booked Redleaf without realising, I guess, how much was involved with that DIY side of things. And I would never let that take away from anything at all because it was perfect. But I remember we were like, oh, my God, like, we have to bring in knives and forks. Like, what? Like, Mm. so I feel like we didn't really do our research in that regard. Um, But that was probably it. Yeah. And post-wedding blues, Rubes, did you feel it? hundred percent. I'm still feeling it. <laughs> I'm like any chance to like bring up the wedding, talk about the wedding. I'm like, yes. I was going to say, do you have any tips for people who are dealing with that? <laughs> <laughs> what have you found that has helped? Find, Just... <laughs> a, find a good friend who is happy to listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Like, as we were saying, like, so so much time goes into the whole process and the planning and all you think about is, you know, your decisions, what you're going to do for this, like you're researching constantly. So then to just switch that off, you know, straight away and just go back to regular programming and not have a video call locked in or not have to choose colors to this, like it's really hard. Mm. Um, But I think just being able to kind of relive, you know, the video and the photos. I don't think I've seen the video yet. I want to see it. It's nearly finished. We just cha- we're just changing one song. Oh, okay, so it hasn't been put out yet. Yeah, no, but the guys have been amazing at Duke Vincent. Um, so excited. Yeah, it's to unreal. See. Oh, yeah. yay. That's so good. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Rubes. That was amazing. And it was so good to relive yours and Jake's beautiful wedding day at Redleaf. It honestly was incredible. And I feel like, yeah, it really epitomized you guys more ways than one so thank you so much for sharing and for all your advice as well I think everyone will take a lot from that oh thank you no thank you so much for inviting me on I feel so privileged and excited to be speaking with you guys